Welcome in. It's Monday night, Monday edition of the PFF Betting Podcast, September 27th. We got Kevin Cole uh, joining us again. We're going to go through the showdown slate, bet prop bets, best bets from Eagles, Cowboys. But first, I want to get Kevin's reactions to some things that we saw on Sunday. Uh, I do think it was kind of a wild week to say the least. I know Kevin's not one to necessarily overreact to any particular week, but I'm wondering, Kevin, what are some things, some narratives, some trends that you're kind of starting to see established uh, that are really jumping out to you now that we have three weeks worth of data? Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to overreact, but I will. (laughs) I'll just say that Matthew Stafford is the best quarterback of all time. And Patrick Mahomes is not very good. And Justin Tucker, actually, Justin Tucker is worth more than is more valuable than Patrick Mahomes. What do you think? (laughs) I mean, at least today he was right. Like that's, that's, that's what the people want to hear is that, you know, 66 yard field goal, you know, new NFL record, did it in clutch time, did get a little benefit from the, from the crossbar basically. But, uh, you know, Justin Tucker definitely established himself hall of fame nominee, I guess that's for sure at this point in time. So I think everything lines up greatest kicker ever, uh, still probably doesn't matter as much as people want to give him credit for, unfortunately. But what do you, what do you think of the, the parity that looks like it's, taking over now in the NFL, right? Chiefs lost, Buccaneers lost, obviously the two teams from the Super Bowl last year. Do you still have those two teams at the top of the NFL? Is this like a much more widespread, um, you know, league and people who can pretend, or teams that can potentially compete for the Lombardi Trophy than what we had initially believed uh, here to start the season? Yeah, it's a little bit strange because after week one, you could have said that Tampa Bay and Kansas City uh, separated themselves a little bit right. from the pack after what happened there. And, you know, so here's the thing with the chiefs. Like I just really wish that, um, I mean, not that I know better than Andy Reed, of course. And, you know, hopefully Andy Reed's okay. I know he had some health issues w- with, with the game here. Um, right. but I'm always wondering, like if they really just press their advantage, I feel like they would be almost unbeatable because if you think about it in these games that they've played, if anything, they may have been at least statistically the inferior team in week one, where they benefited from the fact that Nick Chubb fumbled that the fact that the Browns muffed the punt, and then they ended up winning that game. And then the next two weeks, you had the Clyde Edwards Hilaire fumble, which ended up losing them the second game of the season against the Ravens. And then they had three different turnovers that were a little bit fluky here to lose this game against the chargers, despite the fact that they were really great converting third downs before the end of the game there. So the, the chiefs are just in this weird situation where they had that run to end last season, where they were winning all of these close games. And now right. this one has been a bunch of close games that could have gone either way. So let's just press our advantage chiefs and let's just stop running the ball so much. Stop, uh, you know, kicking, field goals and punts on fourth and one and fourth and two, and then just run the table from here on out. That's what I think they should do. Yeah. I mean, I definitely agree with you. So I think this is, I don't know if it's the perfect uh, comparison or not, but I do think that there is a lot of um, what's happening in Kansas city right now, similar things that we've seen in Seattle for a number of years, right? A lot of people rely, a lot of people want them to rely basically solely on Russell Wilson to like work some magic, pull some things out of the hat or whatever, similar to what they seem like they're trying to do with Kansas in Kansas city with Patrick Mahomes. Do you think, and you know, like the fact that Pete Carroll obviously isn't really uh, one to push the edges, push the boundaries of some analytic decision-making. He did punt 
basically uh, on the other side of the 50 down 10 to give the ball back to the Vikings. The Vikings ended up scoring basically games over at that point in time. Do you think those two teams are kind of comparable at this point where almost a, a number of other teams in the NFL are kind of pressing some of these uh, plus expected value decisions to hopefully help their team improve in the win probability perspective and those two teams are kind of lagging behind at this point in time, relying on some star play from their quarterback specifically? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although I know as a reformed Vikings fan yourself, you got to admit, Kirk Cousins, man. I remember the, one, of the, one of the best parts, like, I mean, there was many great things that went on today, but one right. of the best parts of today was Mark Sanchez on the call for the Vikings <laughs> game. I believe he called Kirk Cousins a stone-cold killer at one Did point he? during <laughs> the game. And, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that, Mark Sanchez calling Kirk Cousins a stone-cold killer. Yeah, I remember. I was listening into. I was tuning into the broadcast time. I was switching back and forth between that game and the red zone, and I did hear Mark Sanchez talking about like quarterback ball security as well. And I was like, I don't know how he Mark loves Sanchez Kirk Cousins is like so much. Like it was it just because he's like you got to face it. If you're Mark Sanchez and like your talent tops out at a certain point, right? Maybe yeah. Kirk Cousins is like the guy, the quarterback with quarterbacks who don't have talent. They have his poster on the wall because they're like, man, he is like the, the he's the poster he, child for quarterbacks he's what without we could talent. Be, basically, yeah, yeah exactly. He's, he's what we could be, basically. Yeah, that is a really good point. I do like, I, I do really like that. That is actually really funny. Um, okay, so let's let's see any, anything else. I mean, basically, we got what three, four, three and O teams at this point yeah. in time. Obviously, the 49ers aren't going to be three and O probably moving out of Sunday night football at this point. Uh, Rams got to be the top undefeated team at this point in time. Where do you have them overall in your rankings if you were evaluated in like the top five teams in the NFL at this point? I mean, I know they just beat the um, the Bucks, but I probably still have them underneath the Bucks at this point. Just wanted to see a little bit more from them right now, but I think they're up there. I mean, I think they're locked into probably number three at this point behind the Bucks, and I'm still going to have the Chiefs up there. You know, whatever you want to say about the fact of how well they've played or how well they haven't played, I'm not going to move too much off of my priors just based upon this one week. And I mean, what I thought was really interesting was, geez, Deshaun Jackson just came out of nowhere and the guy is right. like basically uncoverable in week one. I mean, he was open for a couple of bombs that he didn't end up getting the ball before the ones where, where he did. So yeah, that offense is definitely clicking on all cylinders right now. And I'm deleting all of my Matthew Stafford is overrated tweets as we speak. You have to at this point. It's time to do a little cleanup job. I know I was a little <laughs> bit lower on the Rams in general to start the season as well. That looks like uh, it's probably one of the bigger misses heading into week four at this point in time. They looked absolutely light, so I can't do anything. We give them credit at this point in time. We will see how things stack up in the NFC, but I do think the NFC is kind of shaping up to be uh, a lot better than what we gave it credit for probably to start the season as well. But we will see. Let's turn our attention. Monday Night Football, we got um, you know a relatively interesting game in the NFC East. Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Dallas, take on the Dallas Cowboys. Have seen uh, minus 3.5 points spread, 51.5 point total. Obviously, the Cowboys look really good from an offensive perspective in week one, week two, uh, facing off against the Chargers. Everybody basically expected some fireworks. Didn't necessarily live up to that billing. Do you like anything on the spread or total uh, in this matchup here on Monday night? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'm pretty indifferent about the, the spread of the total. Although I think the biggest takeaway I had from the game against the Chargers was the fact that after week one, I thought Dak looked a little bit off as far as his velocity, but he had unbelievable numbers, right? And almost right. the reverse happened week two. I thought his arm looked 
pretty much normal, pretty much what we, we would have expected going into the season, but he didn't have those totals. He didn't have those numbers. They were running the ball a lot better. Uh, he didn't get the gaudy passing totals that he had in week one, where they were avoiding running the ball against the Buccaneers. So if anything, I became more confident in Dak and that passing game after week two, despite the fact that he did not put up the numbers that he did in week one. Yeah, I like that. I actually like that quite a bit. So the market kind of has moved uh, a little bit away from Dallas at this point in time. They opened up minus four, went down to three and a half. I uh, probably can get like a plus price at three and a half at this point in time on Dallas if you want them. So maybe that's a viable spot. But yeah, I think if you were buying in early, if you want on if you want on the Eagles, I think you needed to get a plus four. You could maybe buy a number given that price plus price on the Cowboys at this point in time. But what's we your thought on what this, happens. Ben? What do, what do you think? I mean, I I, I, I kind of like the Cowboys here, but I don't yeah. know if I'm getting like overzealous on it. It's just the Eagles, as much as I think that we've had some, a, a good run here, good play by Jalen Hurts, I'm just not sure if they can keep up with the Cowboys offense, if that Cowboys offense can get going. And I think this is a good example, another game where the Cowboys could probably should probably say, you know what, running the ball is overrated. Let's just go ahead and pass the ball against this against this Philadelphia Eagles defensive front. Yeah, and I, I definitely agree with you 100%. I do think if we see the Dallas offense that I expect at this point in time, uh, they're the only side to really bet, right? I can't really bet yeah. Eagles while I'm getting plus four, plus three and a half, anything. I do think if we see a solid... Cowboys offense, which is what I'm expecting at this point in time. I don't really want to play the Eagles. Um, it is kind of tough to buy into the Cowboys at this current number. Um, I do think there are a number of other options, especially in the player prop market, if you were looking to kind of back the Cowboys, not necessarily on the game spread. So we will see. I got just a couple props. I think there's going to be some interesting ones. Um, I do like Dak Prosper. Dak Prescott over 2.5 passing touchdowns plus 166 price. Kind of like you said, this could be a spot where they completely abandon uh, the rushing attack. Basically let Dak Prescott air it out as much as he wants to. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, those guys heavily involved. I do think they, we could see some Cedric Wilson as well. So that's a spot I really like. Do you have any uh, player props that you're really eyeing at this point in time? Yeah, I mean, I think CeeDee Lamb is interesting also. I mean, I think going... Uh, potentially over his six and a half receptions is interesting. He's someone who's been pretty dominant from a target share perspective. He hasn't been nearly yeah. as efficient as Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, I think, looks pretty good to play, although there were some questions about him earlier in the week about whether he would play or not. So I, I just think Lamb is eventually a good enough receiver that 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 volume is going to turn into big numbers is going to turn into good efficiency. And if that's the case, uh, that catch rate should go up and hopefully that number is something that he can hit. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 in any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet on a $1 on any game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs for all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, 
one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. NFL Week 3 is in the books, which means PFF has data and grades for every single player who logged a snap last week. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's locked article content, PFF's NFL and college football betting dashboards, our grade-powered projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Our player prop tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop, and so much more. Check out the highest-graded players from Week 3 and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for Week 4. Yeah, I think this is one of the first times C.D. Lamb's had like one whole reception higher line than what yeah. Amari Cooper had. 5.5 minus 117 for Amari Cooper. C.D. Lamb, 6.5. You are getting that plus price. I definitely like the reception spot probably more than I like his receiving yards at this point in time. Our prop tool also kind of likes Ezekiel Elliott over 15.5 carries. That's a spot I just I don't know exactly how that one's going to break out. How involved do you think Tony Pollard is going to be here on Monday night? Do you think his value might be just a little bit overstated at this point in time? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, as much as I want to say, I want to joke, I want to be with everyone else to be like, oh, right, Tony right. Pollard's better than Zeke. You know, they're spending $15 million a year on their RB2. Whatever whatever sort of jokes you can come up with them. I'm all for the jokes, okay? I'm, all, I'm with it, right? Um, but I think at the same point in time, you're going to see fluctuations. Like, it's not going to be a straight line where it's just going to go more and more towards Pollard as we go on. So I think we're going to see a fluctuation back towards Elliott. And for that reason, I wouldn't be against going over Elliott on the carries here, but I might just stay stay away. Um, but I'm definitely not buying the fact that Pollard is going to be a 1B to Elliott's 1A right. already at this point in the season. Yeah, definitely. Another way to play that, if you do think that uh, the Cowboys might be just a little bit scarce on their carries, rushing attempts in this game, Tony Pollard, under 7.5 carries is also some yeah, value. I can go for that. I think that might be the correct approach if you're trying to fade uh, one of the Cowboys running backs coming up here on Monday night. What do you think about Jalen Hurts, specifically uh, his his rushing usage, right? We have Jalen Hurts under 7.5 carries. Also, 53.5 rushing yards. I kind of like leaning toward his rushing yardage under more if you're going to play that. Is this a spot where you would be interested in playing it, or do you think he's going to be able to take off against that Cowboys front seven? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be – it's one of these things where you if you have um, quarterback rushing attempts, which are going to be composed of – scrambles on top of normal rushing attempts. And those scrambles can really vary a lot, right? Like sometimes you can have a two yard scramble scramble. Sometimes you can have a 25 yard scramble. So it, it can really jump all over the place. Again, I think Hertz is someone who's probably uh, there. People are probably a little bit overzealous on what he's going to do yeah. there. It's only a three yard, a three point, you know, spread at this point, if it was, if they were a bigger underdog and you expect them to really play from behind, he would probably really rack up those scramble yards, but I'm not quite sure that's going to happen. So yeah, I wouldn't be against going under here on him also because he's not the most beloved guy. It's not like people are saying that Jalen Hurts is the MVP right now, but he's had a solid couple of games coming out of the beginning of the year. And the probability of that continuing, continuing to play at that level, I would say is lower than it is that he has a real struggle type of game right here, which is a possibility at any point. Right, definitely. And I, I think I agree with you 100% on that. So basically to recap, we do have Dak Prescott over 2.5 passing touchdowns. Uh, Kevin likes CeeDee Lamb over 6.5 receptions as well. We can play Tony Pollard under 7.5 carries. Zeke over 15.5 carries. Probably not the best option if you're looking for some uh, running back player props on Monday night. I also got to get one last thing and then we're going to move into showdown. Dalt. 
Dalton Schultz under 2.5 receptions plus price. Obviously, Blake Jarwin heavily involved. Both of these guys uh, haven't necessarily been all that involved from an offensive standpoint, both like 8.5% target share. I do think they have both eight targets to start the season. I just don't see Schultz being all that involved here, especially tonight, uh, especially on Monday night. So I think him going under on a plus price, definitely one of the best uh, player props you can play here. So we will see. Kevin, what do you got for us from a showdown perspective? Who do you specifically like? Uh, maybe in one of those captain spots, who do you think is going to be probably rostered in more lineups than what they should be here on Monday? Yeah, I mean, it's a similar theme to what we talked about. I think Jalen Hurts may be a little bit over-rostered in this matchup. He's kind of like a Lamar Jackson light in that he gets very, very high. Um, he's rostered in a very high percentage of lineups, whether it is for a captain spot or a flex spot, because of the fact that he brings the rushing and the passing. And then at the same point in time, it kind of, it hurts the peripheral players there like Miles Sanders and others. So I think that he's going to be a little bit overvalued. I like Amari Cooper a little bit here as someone who just because he is at a higher salary than um, or he's at a slightly lower salary, excuse me, then CD Lamb, I think you can get a little bit of value on them. Although if they were at the same salary, I would probably lean towards Lamb. And then going a bit further down, I think the Cowboys defense is interesting. Now the Eagles have not been passing the ball that much, especially last week, they didn't pass the ball that much. It was about a 50-50 ratio against the 49ers. But I think if they get behind, you know, Hertz is still someone as a rushing quarterback who likes to scramble, who can hold onto the ball, who can take some sacks, who, if he's playing from behind, could potentially make some mistakes, some big mistakes, throwing the ball. So I think the Cowboys defense, who obviously is not the most respected unit out there, I think there's something that could have value, at least in the flex spot. Yeah, definitely. I actually really like that play. I do think that we are kind of in agreement. We could see just a little bit of an Eagles struggle here on Monday night. Yeah. Best way to play that. Obviously, Cowboys uh, getting them into that flex spot, but I um, I like it quite a bit. Who, do, who are you kind of seeing probably as the best value from a captain perspective? Yeah, it's difficult. Like I mentioned, Cooper, I think, is a decent value there. I think there's also probably some value even on Dak Prescott only because I, you know, if he can, if he can get a rushing touchdown, maybe he's just not going to do that this season because of his ankle problems. But if he can get a rushing touchdown too, I think that can be really huge for what he could do this year. And I just think there's going to be a lot of the different, a lot of other guys rostered right now because Jalen Hurts is also an option and he's at a lower salary. I think a lot of people are going to flip towards Hurts despite the fact that the Cowboys are favored. So I think Prescott, although I'm not generally in favor of quarterbacks in the captain spot, I think he's an interesting choice here. Yeah, definitely. He could be just a little bit, you know, underutilized in that position. So I do definitely like that quite a bit. It is, you know, if you get him in there, maybe fade Jalen Hurts, get yeah. Dallas Cowboys. I do think that's probably a way to differentiate your roster with Dak Prescott still being that captain position. So I, I like that quite a bit at this point in time. We will see. Enjoy the Monday night football sweats. We've got a lot of it coming for you. Make sure you check out all the great tools we have on PFF.com. Check out Kevin's great showdown uh, content article that he has coming out as well. Make sure you check out all the plays that he's giving out. Uh, player props tool, green line, all of the good stuff we have for you at pff.com with that elite subscription. From Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.